0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm a best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing company in the UK. As you know, if you listen to the show, this show is all about helping you to grow your business using the internet. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Moram Poba, who's going to explain how we can use acquisitions to grow our businesses. So rather than getting more clients yourself and developing new products and services yourself, building the processes, hiring people and going through that route. He's gonna outline an approach that you can take to actually buy companies that have synergy with yours. So sell to the same sort of customers And then you can sell your products to those customers, they can sell products to your customers, vice versa. And it's a really good way to grow quite quickly, but also to add complementary services or products to what you do. So fascinating approach. Moran's got loads of experience doing this. He actually runs a company called ABD Assets that does this. And in this episode, he's gonna talk us through some examples and the process that we would use if we want to identify what sort of companies could be good to acquire, to grow our business, and also how we go about the process of talking to them, getting a price, what sort of prices we should be paying and the acquisition process. So really fascinating insights from something that we don't often talk about in the podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget, if you want some help growing your business using the internet, you want to generate some more leads and sales through your website, then we offer a free digital marketing review where we'll take a look at your website, your current marketing, what you're doing to drive traffic, and we'll make some recommendations on how you can improve that based on what's working well for you already, but also what your competitors are doing and what else is being done in your market. We'll tie all of this information together and give you a personalized action plan that you can follow to generate more leads and sales. And uh, to request this, it's completely free of charge. There's absolutely no obligation to use our marketing services or anything like that. To request this, you go to ninja.com forward slash review. That's ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Anyway, without further ado, enjoy. The show. Moran, the welcome to the show. Thank you very much for, for having me. I'm excited. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about acquisitions, and we're also going to talk about how to market the app. So firstly, if we start off with the acquisition side, The listeners of the show are businesses that are growing through digital marketing, and they might not have thought about acquisitions as a possible channel of growth. It all feels a bit kind of Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. It all feels a bit alien and and something that other people do. So perhaps you could give us a quick introduction as to why maybe they should be thinking about acquisitions.
1: Yeah, of course. And and it's funny that you mentioned Dragon's Den or Shark Tank or TV shows like The Profit. Those are literally the TV shows that got me excited about this space of buying businesses and becoming, (laughs) like like literally, of becoming an owner of businesses, a shareholder versus a day-to-day manager. I remember looking at those TV shows and being like, man, I want to be like those guys. And I'm sure the first thing that comes up to mind to to everyone, to all of your listeners and just everyone in general, they're thinking, first of all, I don't have the money to do that. And secondly... I don't have the experience or they probably think that if they buy the business, they need to run the business and they're not sure how to do that uh, together with whatever they're doing right now. So first of all, I'd say the first reason to to get into the space is just because you can. I mean, it's fun. You have the, uh, the the ability to just go out there and be involved in so many sectors, so many industries, so many different businesses and amazing people. And in my opinion, that's the I don't like to say fastest, but the best way that I found to, to build legit wealth, because most people, they, they focused on just, one, if they're business owners, of course, they're focused on just being their manager of their own business. And many times the the, the ability to scale that one business is uh, very limited. At the same time, if you do have an existing business, I do suggest people to, to think about, ideas and opportunities to go and grow by acquisitions. So yeah, that this hope this little mumble uh, <laughs> gave a, a, a great start for this show.
0: And, and ABD Assets, which is the company you run, you do this and you also invite people to watch you as you work. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So pretty much what you said, my, my focus day to day, our company, what we're doing is we're looking out there to buy businesses. And over the last little few weeks, me and my partner and one of my mentors as well, his name is Carl Allen. He's actually based in the UK. We give people the opportunity to watch our back and basically get equity in our deals just for helping us to find them. And I think it's just a great opportunity for people who want to learn about the space of mine businesses and obviously for people who want to have equity and, and make money from different businesses. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that at the moment.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So people can kind of listen with, with that with that context in mind. So back to using the idea of an acquisition as a growth tool rather than being some kind of investor that's, you know, looking to build and then maybe sell on or something. If I'm, you know, thinking about my day to day as a business owner, all day, every day is just completely full, completely crazy. For people who are in that position, is it a case that acquiring company and buying something and kind of getting it running and integrating with your business Sounds like a lot of work. Is it going to be a huge amount of work for people?
1: So it really depends. First of all, I just don't like to promote anything that is easy. I think the process of buying businesses <laughs> is, is very simple, but it's not easy because, uh, you know, I just, I just I just don't believe in, in uh, magic buttons or anything like that, right? Everything you get yourself into, you need to put in the time and work but it's less than what most people think. Because obviously you need to put in the time to go out there, talk to business owners, make offers, negotiate, look at numbers and things like that. But when you own the business, if you screen the right business initially, you don't need to run the day-to-day of that business. You can, and I can talk about your options, but you can, first of all, many businesses that we look at, the owner want to stay in the business to run the business for us. So for example, just, just to give you Uh, example, someone is is owning the business for many, many years, is looking to retire and is looking for uh, an exit strategy. So we come in, we're making an offer. We're we're basically telling, hey, we're going to buy our business. And the the agreement with him is that he's going to stay for at least three, four years before he's he's retired. And then we have that period to find a replacement. So we either do that or we can always promote someone from within to run the business from us. Or obviously we have the cash flow to hire someone else if the owner is leaving. So... Either way, if you find the right business and you screen the business the, uh, basically the right way and you make sure that you got all the criterias to make sure it's a good business, then someone else will run that business for you and you won't need to be there day-to-day. You can literally just have one board call or meeting a week or a month. Obviously, it depends on, on your manager, how much you trust him, etc. But in the end of the day, I think that the people who run their own business, they spend more time in their business, obviously, than what they could by just owning many other businesses. So, yeah, I, I don't think you need too much time.
0: So it sounds like there's a, you know, part of this sounds like it comes down to selection, and and you don't want to be buying a business that is in complete disarray, and you need to go in there and do loads of stuff to sort out. You kind of want someone who is. They're already established and it's profitable and it's ticking along nicely. Is that what we're saying? So
1: it really depends on on your situation, right? I think, and that's what I love about this, this world of buying businesses. Every deal is unique. Like I never saw a deal that is similar to the other one. So it really depends on the personal situation. If you have a, an existing business in a specific sector, let's say, let's, you said you talked a lot, you want to talk about marketing and things like that. So let's give an example. Let's say one of your listeners got a, a web design agency right? And he's thinking about buying, uh, let's say, a social media agency. In that case, even if that social media agency isn't doing the best, many times because the the business is in the same sector and there's tons of synergies between clients and services and things like that, many times you don't really need to do much in order to uh, get a great upside for the business. And you already have the sector knowledge, so you know what to do, what to change in order to have that that, that, that upside from kind of like the low-hanging fruit opportunities. If you're getting yourself into a different industry you don't know anything about and you're getting yourself into a terrible business that sometimes you can get for literally just one dollar $1 or one pound. Yes, you can do that. I mean, you got nothing to lose, but I think you got better options, especially if it's your first deal. So if it's your first deal, I highly suggest people to just go and find a good profitable business and you can find those just by, you know, even just an example that there's so many baby boomers right now who are looking to retire. And have, they have great businesses, but they're looking for someone to literally take over that business because they care about their employees, their brand, their clients, and they don't want to shut down the business, right? So so I'd suggest go and find profitable business first. Then if you have an existing business in that sector, by all means, you can go and pick any business that you want.
0: So you mentioned that finding businesses that have synergy in, in markets that you understand. Maybe we could flesh this out with a, with a, an example. So say that the listener who was a web design company wanted to grow using this, this method, or they wanted to broaden the services that they are offer, offering, how would they use acquisitions to do that? What, what would be the sort of companies that they'd be looking out for to acquire?
1: So yeah, if you, if you have a web design agency, by, by all means, you can go and find a social media agency, you can find a company that's doing pay-per-click advertising, you can find a, another company doing SEO, You can find another company doing uh, video creation or advertising. So you, you just need to think who are your existing clients and what other services they might want. So that would be a great new business to look for. Or if you have an existing service, you should think who else got my clients, right? So then you can go and find different businesses who basically got your potential clients as well. And that's where the magic happens i mean if you have obviously if you have a, a web design agency you got your list of clients and you got your specialty with building websites if you go and buy a social media agency for example you can sell that service the social media service or whatever they sell to your existing list and vice versa so just the upside is amazing because it all goes down to the bottom line to the to the profit basically so Just by that, you can literally double companies revenues in in an afternoon, but just by doing an acquisition of another company, the opportunities are are, are literally limitless. It's just a matter of going out there, put yourself out there as someone who who is actually seeking and and looking to buy a business.
0: That's sick. I love that idea. I love that idea. And I guess that there's obviously there's going to be there's going to be cost savings once you acquire that other company as well, because you're going to be able to combine certain areas, admin, HR, maybe sales to an extent as well. So there's going to be cost savings. And at the same time, then you've got the opportunity to cross sell each other's, each other's leads and customers.
1: Exactly. And office space, all that stuff. Yeah. Especially if, if it's a um, uh, business close to you. Yeah.
0: So all right, we've got the creative juices going. They're thinking about who they want to buy. How do we start identifying what sort of companies might make a good acquisition target?
1: Yeah. So first of all, where do you even find them? Uh, and if you, you guys are, uh, I guess, our marketers, they, they probably know as much as me that it's the same process, the same process that people are doing day to day to get clients is the same process applies. Here. You're just building yourself a funnel in different places. So you build yourself a funnel, you're just putting yourself out there saying, hey, I want to buy a business. And, and for many people, just by saying, hey, I'm looking to buy a business to their network, they'll get some some good opportunities and great deal flow coming in. So as for second stage, you ask how do you know if it's a good business? So then again, it really depends on on, on each person's situation, right? If you have an existing business or let's, we can take it from whatever side, right? Let's say you have an existing business, then I think any business would make it. But if you don't have an existing business and you just need to ask yourself, I guess sometimes even just lifestyle questions, where do you want that business to be? What kind of income or revenues you want that business to make? what you want your role to be. So with all those different questions, I would basically target different type of business. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because if if you don't want to run it, so, so many people that talk to me, they say, hey, I want to buy a business and I want to run that. That's, that's my dream, right? But other people will tell me, hey, I want to buy a business and I want someone else to run that business for me so I could go and focus on buying more businesses, which, which is what I'm personally looking to do. So in that case, you want to find a business that, First of all, I wouldn't look for a business doing less than a million a year in sales, just because lower than that, many times the business is um, just too dependent on the owner. That, that's something that I just don't want to happen because if the owner would leave, I, I just, I still want to have a business, right? And above the million stage, many times there, there's already some systems in place and things like that, that no matter who's running, uh, the business, that there's still a business, basically. So I'd say look for, first of all, the size of business based on your lifestyle goals, obviously locations, sectors, all that stuff. But then I think the biggest thing is unless you want to put um, 100% cash of your own and buy in a premium price that business, which, which you, you can always do that, I would say look for someone who's actually motivated to sell, right? Because anyone out there who you, any business owner who going to be approached by someone telling me, hey, I'm I'm considering buying your business. No one will say no to the initial approach, right? There's no same person who will say no, at least to hear the offer. Everyone has a price, right? Exactly, exactly. So I would say at least screen for someone who got a legit reason to sell and not just someone who's saying, hey, yeah, I got a business. I'm waiting for someone to give me 100 million for the business just because, I don't know, I got my name on it, right? So we want to have some, some motivation from the, the seller.
0: So we identify a potential target. And then is it just a case of reaching out and saying, hey, I'm interested in buying and then waiting for them to tell us that reason why they might be motivated to sell? Like, what are the signs that, you know, ha- I mean, how do we value this? And, you know, how do we go from there? Right? Yeah,
1: So so there's a process. And first of all, it depends where you find the deal. So obviously, if you find the deal on a broker website, for example, you know that they want to sell. If it's a lead that came through uh, any other way, then I guess it's just a matter of going and, and talk to go and talk to that person and have a call. Try to figure out what's going on in the business, and by all means, feel free to sign it. And it's a very common thing to do: just sign an NDA and non-disclosure agreement to to make the the seller, the potential seller, the, the owner of the business feel comfortable with sharing with you stuff. Because uh, I think, and that's something that many people don't talk about, but for for many business owners taking care of their heritage, their employees, their brand, everything that they built is much more important than just the amount of money they're getting. Because many business owners, in, in, in a, there's a good reason for that. They're scared that a competitor will come in and steal everything. And I've heard horror stories of big companies going to smaller companies, making offers to buy them. And even after accepting a deal, during a due diligence period, they literally destroyed those businesses, They're offering... Their employees um, double salaries, and they're stealing clients' lists and things like that, which makes that, that that reason that that's what makes business owners really scared many times to share their their information. I mean, you know, it's it's their baby. Not everyone want to want to share everything. So I think by positioning yourself as as kind of like the safe pair of hands in in quotes, that's really important. So you want to do whatever it takes to just build rapport, tell the owner, hey, I'm I'm here to to keep your legacy, to to take care of your employees or, or whatever is important to them. I'm not here to destroy your business. I just see an opportunity for us to work together. And when you have that initial report, then you can sign an NDA, of course, and then you want to get the basic financials from that business, right? So you want to make sure you have all the financials from their accountants, um, just basic things like p balance sheet, things like that. As soon as you have that, then you can look at the numbers and, and Decide if and what offer you can make, which we can obviously keep talking about it as well if you want.
0: Yeah, so the valuation question is really interesting because obviously different industries have different multiples and there'll be particular multiples according to how much work needs to be done or how much synergy there is. So, just rough ballpark figures, how do we even start thinking about valuing a business? What sort of what are the approximate multiples that we should be looking to pay of revenue or profit?
1: Yeah, so let's assume that your listeners are going to look at businesses doing between, let's say, 1 to 10 million a year in sales. For those type of businesses, and again, you're right, it really, really depends on the sectors, but let's give a ballpark. could be anywhere between 2 to 6 or 7 times multiples your pre-tax profits or EBITDA. Any, anywhere in that range could, could happen. Obviously, as a buyer, you want to pay the least amount, but in the end of the day, the terms that you accept with the owner... It's just much more important than the overall uh, purchase price, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. So between two to seven times a bit there. So, you know, this is actually achievable for for a lot of businesses. And I think it will be reassuring to hear that 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 is a number that, you know, people could actually start thinking about doing this. Yeah, 100%.
1: I mean, just put yourself out there and uh, you'll get opportunities.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously, buying with cash is, is one option. How What are some other ways that people can finance the purchase of a business?
1: It's similar to real estate in in some ways, but then the the beauty with businesses is that every business out there got some assets on, on the balance sheet of things like accounts receivables, inventory, cash, obviously, that the business got, and sometimes real estate as well. Unless you want to put your cash to buy the deal, which is all good as well, you can use the business assets and you can basically leverage them to pay for the acquisition costs. So in a nutshell, you just go to a financial institution and you tell them, hey, here's the business I'm looking to buy, here are the assets I got, how much can you um, loan me against them? As soon as you do that, you know how much money you have to basically pay for either 100% of the deal or you basically have a baseline to start your negotiation.
0: Interesting. So you can use the business's own assets to finance the purchase of that business. That seems a little too good to be true. No? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's what's happening in the world of um, M&A for many, many years. There's um, deals been done like that in, in literally in the billion dollar deal mark. So that's definitely that's uh, I know, when I first heard about it, I was like, "What? it's even possible?" But yeah, that's, the, it's like taking a loan on, on a on a real estate, basically very, very similar process.
0: It's also one of the things that Warren Buffett used to do in the early days, isn't he? I think with Berkshire Hathaway originally he identified that there are a lot of mills which he could sell for, for more than the asking price for the business. So in that sense, it kind of made it a bit of a yeah, no and I know
1: I know he personally took also loans from just private individuals with money after he had some initial track record, which is obviously something that everyone can do as well. So you can either use what we call an asset-based lender, lender or just a, a, an equity partner. So in this case, it's just going out there and basically bring in other partners
0: to bring in money to to get that deal going. Super interesting. How do people know if this is going to be a good approach for them? Because it it still feels like quite a big intimidating thing. What are some questions people can ask themselves that would help them identify if this is a good opportunity for them?
1: I can just talk on on myself. For me personally, I just saw that as as the best next thing I can do in order to just grow personally and financially. I think that there's a limit to how much you can grow internally with the business. Um, I don't care how much marketing and sales and systems you have. There is a limit, and that's why you see the biggest companies in the world. Like, take I don't know Facebook for example. That's the reason that they're going out there and buying other companies is because that's the only way they can meet their shareholders' demands. And obviously, in, in a different scale, but the same things apply to to smaller businesses. So it's just a matter of If you're um, okay with wherever you are and you enjoy your day to day and you enjoy your your income and revenues, there's no need to do that, obviously. But if you want to scale, that's the fastest way to scale. Because, like I said, if you have an existing business doing million a year and whatever it's doing in profit, 100, 200, 300,000 in profit, it took you probably many, many years to get to that stage. But you can literally go and in an afternoon buy a similar business to yours in an afternoon. And from 1 million business, you are now 2 million business in, in one day as soon as you sign that deal. Right. So I think just the, the, the option here for growth is just something that you can achieve
0: internally. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And I'm also really curious by the idea of buying businesses that are say under marketed. So a business that has a really trash website, but they're still doing pretty good. If you know that you can make a massive difference that businesses leads or sales with the marketing skill that you have, that also sounds like quite an interesting opportunity. Exactly.
1: And I love those deals as well. Just to have some low-hanging fruit opportunities, low-hanging fruit opportunities. I mean, that's that's obviously the, the the best deal that we all want. Just I I saw businesses that had huge email lists of clients that they never emailed. I saw people with no websites, with no advert, like... You'd be surprised, that many, many business owners that I talk to, they don't do any marketing. Like they literally grew up their old way by referrals only. And just by literally just creating a, a normal website and bringing in some traffic, you can double that business probably very fast. And there's tons of businesses like that, especially with the, like, like I said, with all the baby boomers who are looking to retire and they, they're, 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 they build that business without the internet. So they're they're looking at the internet right now. They're like, why would I do that? I don't I don't care about growing too much. I love my my lifestyle. I don't want to put myself outside my comfort zone. And if someone coming in with with a new energy, new attitude, new systems in place, then by all means you, you can scale businesses like crazy.
0: Awesome, Moran, Where can people find out more about you and ABD Acquisition? Um, so we don't
1: even have any anything about kind of like working with us. So if you want, to literally just email me personally. My personal email is just um, moan, M-O-R-A-N, at uh, my website, com and we'll see if it's a fit for you. I'm happy to answer questions you have.
0: Awesome. Well, will add end of the show notes.